The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome along to the Big Red Bench. Kieran Ryan with you till 7 o'clock this evening. Absolutely jam-packed show. We will hear all about Cork GA with Piero Joey Blake. We'll also hear from Cork City FC and the induction of two legends into their Hall of Fame. We'll also hear from Johan van Gran on last night's loss to Saracens. And we'll also hear from Larry Tompkins. It is all on the way, plus lots of more between now and 7 o'clock on the bench. Welcome to The Bench, a very, very busy show indeed for you between uh, now and seven over the next hour. Plenty of uh, updates as well. Ryan, a uh, busy day of sporting action. Yeah, there's a good bit going on. I'll get the uh, I'll get the worst of the news out of the way. It's Manchester City 3, Arsenal nil at the Emirates. It took, it took City just 90 seconds to open the scoring through Kevin De Bruyne, who's had a fantastic uh, game. He assisted Raheem Sterling, who doubled the lead from five yards after 60 minutes, before going on to get a second goal himself. Himself. Yeah, Mike Lawrence was there. Arsenal nil, Manchester City three. Those two first half goals from Kevin De Bruyne either side of a Raheem Sterling strike has left Arsenal with a mountain to climb. But they enjoyed the first chance of the second half. Ainsley Maitland Niles uh, finding a Bamiang at the back post who headed wide. Arsenal needed to show a reaction. Meza Urza was substituted and didn't look happy about it. And it's Arsenal nil, Manchester City three. What's your term for, for Arsenal's performance so well, far? Well, Joey was saying abysmal, which it's actually, yeah, it's probably about the best I could get away with on radio, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three points for Pep Guardiola's side, which looks uh, very likely at this stage would cut the gap to Liverpool to just 14 points. Uh, elsewhere, earlier this afternoon, Everton caretaker boss Duncan Ferguson has continued his impressive start to the job. After beating Chelsea last weekend, they earned a one-all Premier League draw with Manchester United at Old Trafford. United won, Everton won. Everton, who were worthy of their point, went ahead in the first half as Leighton Baines, bending corner from the right, eluded David De Gea with a ball bouncing in off the legs of a surprise United defender, Victor Lindelof, who was facing inwards. United passed up numerous chances before Mason Greenwood came off the bench to level with a teenager working an angle on the edge of the box to direct a low shot just inside Jordan Pickford's left-hand post. It ended, Manchester United won, Everton won. That was Peter Smith there with the full-time report. The result means Manchester United have slipped up in their pursuit of a top-four spot. Meanwhile, Tottenham grabbed a late goal to beat Wolves 2-1 and go fifth and three points of the Champions League spots. It's finished Wolves 1, Tottenham 2. A tremendous contest won by Jan Vertonghen in the first minute of stoppage time with a perfectly placed header into the bottom right-hand corner. Until then, it was two thunderous goals scored with the right boot for either side that had the game level. First, Lucas Moura for Tottenham in just the eighth minute, crashing a shot into the roof of the net. Then Adama Traore with an equaliser after half-time. His effort even more powerful from just outside the area. But it was Spurs against the run of play who stole the game of the death to send Jose Mourinho sliding onto his knees in celebration. Wolves 1, Tottenham 2. And thank you to Alex Winter for that full-time report. In Scotland, Celtic are back two points clear at the top of the Scottish Premiership. Rangers briefly went to the summit this afternoon after their 2-0 away win to Motherwell. After, however, Neil's, Neil Lennon's side then beat Hibs by two goals to nil at home in the afternoon. In darts news, Cork teenager Kieran Tien has upset the odds and made it to the second round of the World Darts Championship. The 20-year-old won 3-0 earlier against Ross Smith. He'll now take on Mervyn King on Friday. Elsewhere, Brendan Dolan will take on two-time champion Gary Anderson in the second round tomorrow after beating Nitin Kumar this afternoon. Bit of controversy in rugby today. An investigation has been launched into a fight during Munster's loss to Saracens yesterday. The European Champions Cup organisers say they're looking into an incident which involved almost 30 players. It's believed it started following a comment made by the Saris hooker, hooker's weight. Munster now sits second in Pool 4 following the 15-6 loss to the Premiership side. In snooker, the latest in the Scottish Open final being played between Mark Selby and Jack 
Glazowski today. It's Selby who leads by five frames to three in Glasgow. It's the first of 17, or best of 17, I should say, and play resumes in just under an hour at 7pm. In Gaelic Games, two county titles up for grabs today in Pork Urin. Castle Martyr took the first, beating Killavolan by 15 points to their goal, one goal and seven, and the under 21B football championship. That went to extra time. It was Nusa's Town who came out on top in the end, 14 points to Ahabalug's 11 points. Finally, for now in basketball, in the Women's Super League, Singleton Super Valley Brunel battled it out with Colester this afternoon. It ended Colester 95, Super Valley Brunel 93. Thanks very much, Ryan. Yeah, very uh, busy day of sporting action. You mentioned as well about the whole controversy around Munster, and they're going to be uh, investigated, I suppose, is the term. We'll hear from uh, Munster head coach Jovan Gran uh, a little bit later on in the show. Um, you like free things, don't you? Everyone d- likes free things. Oh, yeah, who doesn't? Everyone likes, yeah, everyone likes uh, free things. Well, we've uh, we've three Cork GA yearbooks to give away today um, on the show. Um, Roar will have some next weekend as well. But uh, we've three to give away today. All you got to do is tell us who the Cork Senior Hurling Manager is for 2020. Grant. Um, don't answer oh, yeah, it now. Well, no, 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 I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> don't answer it. Uh, yeah, that's uh, all you got to do. Who is the Cork Senior Hurling Manager for 2020? 086-8104-106. Uh, you can text or WhatsApp uh, your answer in there and Ryan can pick a winner later on in the show. We're joined in the studio now by Cork GAPRO, Joey Blake. Uh, Joey, welcome to the bench. Thanks, Kieran. Um, you're just after coming from a very, very cold park you're in. Yeah, made a mad dash from park you're in, so tying out slowly but surely. Um, two good games down there today? Yeah, two good games, two uh, close games, and um, especially the second game went extra time. So, um, yeah, good games this time of the year. Uh, there was another county final down there last night, the Premier 221 Hurling Championship. The Bears winning that, another... Cold night, but exciting, yeah. Yeah, very exciting. And I thought the referee had an outstanding match, gave an outstanding, great performance in fairness to the referee. But uh, the Bars won by a point. So, uh, yeah, but compliments to the referee. Yeah, that wasn't a hint, but anyway. <laughs> uh, thanks, Joy. Uh, a busy year for you, I suppose. Your first year down? Sec- yeah, it was actually, I was just saying to you there now a while ago. Um, this time last year was, um, I was inside here having a chat. It was yeah. the night after county convention. Um, so yeah, um, one year down. Um, so I was unopposed for year two. So we had our county convention there last week and it's, um, inter-county season already begins next Friday. The hurlers are playing Kerry in the, um, Munster Hurling League, Senior Hurling League. So yeah, it's been an interesting year to say the least. Um, some high points, some low points, but, um, a fantastic year in, in all. Um, I suppose we saw during the week, Chairperson Tracy Kennedy coming out saying, you know, there's a lot of tough times as well. There's a lot of good times, yeah. tough times as well. Um, any highlights for you over the year? Highlights? Um, I suppose, look, um, we entered in, like Cork entered seven uh, inter-county competitions, four in football, three in hurling, yeah. and we won two All-Irelands. We got to three finals, and we won two of them, and... They were absolutely brilliant. Like, there's a couple of days that stand out. I think the gay, day above in Port Leash where the under-20 hurlers won, uh, followed by beating Kilkenny in the All-Ireland semi-final, followed by the, uh, the, the under-20 footballers. They went down by nine points to Dublin. They came back and won by eight points. That was an incredible day. Uh, another highlight would have been, um, I suppose, uh, above in Tullamore where the under-20 footballers, I think there were six or seven points down against Tyrone, they came back, defeated Tyrone, and then the minor footballers came out and beat uh, Monaghan and the other in quarterfinals. So they would have been just two couple of highlights. And obviously then the uh, the minors' victory over uh, Galway and the other in final, the way that <laughs> the game was a draw. And then it went, uh, Galway got a goal in injury time. And in fairness, the, the, the court lads, they showed great composure to work, kick out the ball, work it up the field into Conor Corbett, get a goal. And then they kind of ran away with it in injury time. So I suppose they would have been a couple of um, highlights from my own point of view. Just a couple of, um, two other highlights would have been um, bringing the cups down to Beira for a couple of days. This would have been personal to me in the sense that I got to go back to my own schools. Um, we had the All-Ireland Minor Ladies 
the Ireland under 20 football and the Ireland minor football uh, cups down in Beira and we brought him to all the schools in the division and I got to go back to my own school and Beira Community School and my secondary school and also my national school and Trafast National School and I suppose, just, I suppose the most personal highlight for me of the year um, was presenting the uh, County Intermediate Trophy it's um, the John Locke O'Sullivan Cup and John Locke was a great friend of mine he uh, an Adjigal man who played for Adjigal Bear at Cork and for UCC and actually played compromise rules for Ireland and um, won the World Cup medal with them in 2002 and uh, the Intermediate Trophy is named after him and I was able to present it to Norton Agree um, after they won the County Intermediate title so that was a, a personal uh, highlight for me too as well Um Okay, this year it's a step up uh, being peer of of Cork GA, I suppose. You've been involved in Beira yeah. for the last while and Adrigol. Yeah. Uh, we met a long, long time ago on the sidelines up in Mitchellstown, I think. <laughs> um, it's a, it's very contrasting, uh, different now, yeah. uh, what you're doing. Yeah, it's there's no comparison. Um, I mean... You're involved with seven different intercounty teams. I think I had over 50 matches this year, and it, it is relentless. Um, we start off now in like we, we start off next weekend, and you've got monster uh, league games and hurling and football. Then in the middle of January, you tend to do a lot of um, how would you say a lot of the training up the Crow Park. You have diff- a lot of meetings in January, and then 25th, 26th of January, it's international league. And it is week on week. You have two games, um, a lot of weekends. Like, say, for example, the first weekend, we're at home to Offaly football. Then we're away to Waterford and Hurling. And then the second weekend, we're at home to Tip and Hurling and away to Leitrim in football. So you have a lot of travelling. And what you tend to find then, too, as well as that, especially with the Hurling games, a lot of them tend to be on television. So you're dealing with, uh, we say, for example, in the National League, you're dealing with Air Sport and RTE. You could be dealing with both of them. I think uh, the tip game this year is going to be a simulcast between RT and Air Sports. So you're dealing with um, two production teams, two floor managers on the day and on the night, commentary teams, two of them. There's no comparison. And I mean, your like, preparation of a, of a match, is, it just doesn't happen a day or two beforehand. You could be prepping, like say, for example, if car callers or car footballers were to win a championship match, once the interviews are done, you might have two, three weeks between the next game, but you're already prepping, you're already lining up the interviews, the press night for maybe the following week, um, getting stuff in for the programmes and all stuff like that. So there is there is no let up and it is, again, it's, it is, there's no, there's no lull. No sooner is one game, uh, you go from the National League, you're straight into the, the club championships, the launches, a lot of games played in April, Summertime then, you got all the, the Monster Championship matches and then no sooner uh, is the Ireland Championship finished than um, you, you're into club season again in September, October, November and December to stage. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of county finals and all the work that goes there. But no, I mean, it, it is... Um, there is so much in work involved and... Um, like I'm very lucky I have a great uh, PR committee with me they help me out a lot on match days I couldn't do what I do on match days without the likes of Keen O'Brien and all the rest of the people on the um, on the PR committee so um, yeah it has been an eye-opener of an experience to say the least yeah um you mentioned National League the pitch has been done over the last year yeah uh, they're due to take both Harland football? Yep, we're all, we're all systems go. And the pitch has been done this year. So the first game on it will be Offaly at home on the 25th, I think it's the 25th of January. The Parky Queef? Yeah, in Parky Queef. And then the, the hurlers will be there the following week. So yeah, it's all systems go. I was down there myself during the year watching it being done. And the way the pitch was being stitched together mm-hmm. and... Um, I think that is the difference that it's actually being stitched or knitted or whatever you want to call it. So um, yeah, that um, hope I hope I hope it stays together this time. Yeah, it'll be an exciting uh, time, anyway, especially for teams like the I know likes of Leitrim, Longford, Cork are away to them, but like Offaly and that coming down to to Parky Cueve, even for supporters and that 
get into experience yeah. the stadium that, that Cork people may take for granted yeah. now because they've had especially somebody like Offaly because obviously all the Munster teams would have been there between the hurling and football mm. so um, I think we've Offaly at home we've Loud at home um, I think we've Down and Derry Sorry. so I think we've four home games in the football league so yeah they'll, they'll enjoy their trip down but it just means that they're going to like um, we're really going to have to, um, especially in the football. Like I mean, Cork being in Division Three, um, everybody's going to be really up for the Cork games, and like we're away to Tip, uh, Leitrim, and Longford. So I mean, they're no, they're no easy places to go either. So I mean, like Division Three is going to be fairly tough this year. So we're really going to have to be on our game to make sure we get promoted. Um, it's a. Uh Never end, never shut off job, is that? Yeah, it's um, really like people say it's close to 365, to be honest. Maybe we might get a couple of days of break over Christmas, sorry, but like this year, what we also did too as well is we uh, developed a new website. So um, I suppose it was about six months of hard work on that, and I must commend the IT committee for all the work that they've done on that. So um, there was a lot of work, a lot of hours. Uh, a lot of meetings, there'd be emails going back and forth at anything from 6 in the morning till close to midnight. So, um, yeah, that that took up a large part of the work as well. But, I mean, I suppose Cork were the only team to get to three All-Ireland finals this year. And, look, obviously we won two. So um, that was that was a great experience too as well to be up in Crow Park on All-Ireland final day. And, 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 obviously, and that day is... A day I'll never forget. Yeah. Thanks to the Miners winning on our own final day in Crow Park. And, and the game, seeing as the game went to extra time, there was a lot more. You could have had 60,000 people in for the end of the, the minor game. So that made it all a little bit special too as well. Uh, talk about the website. Uh, it's been changed in the last week or two. It's yeah. gone live. Um, you mentioned it takes a lot of work in the background, which these things they naturally do. Uh there's two or three committees working on that uh, yeah. I imagine but um, what's the, the difference between the two sites the, the previous one and this one well the first one is that it's uh, mobile responsive oh. and we're, we get about uh, last year we got or sorry this year we got 5.2 million hits on the website which is obviously an average 100,000 a week so that would peak I would imagine we can see when it peaks and it would be peaking during the summer especially when there's um, club league games on club championship games on and also inter-county matches on because people are checking it out for when the teams are being announced so we can I think about 75% of people were checking it out um, the website on their mobile phones Mm -hmm. so um, we had to make it mobile responsive so that's the main thing you'll see also too as well we've kind of decluttered it so um, there was a lot of information there before. So um, we've decluttered it, and um, so that's made a, a big thing, made a big difference. So I think you have to bring it up there now, Kieran. So what you also can do is that if you, um, if people scroll down, and we'll say, for example, you go into the results section there now, um, and if you click on a team, so if you click on a team like Newsonstone, it will bring up all their results from not alone Cartier results, but it also will bring up results from Rebel Oak and also because they're in the Carberry division it'll also bring up as you can see yourself you can see uh, Rebel Oak results and also Carberry results too and so on. what we were finding before was we take a team like Newsonstown people were having to go to the Carberry website the Rebel Oak website and the Cartier website to find out uh, results and fixtures mm. uh, for Newsonstown now it's all on the one page and if you want you can scroll up and you will um, under 12s there yeah you can see even under 12s if you click on the eye icon there the third one there um, sorry we're just trying to give it on you can see all their officers come up to us both for Rebel Oak and for the adult so what we're trying to do is we're trying to pull in all the information that is out there and we're just trying to bring it to one location which would be the, the Cork J website yeah, it's uh, an impressive enough job, gacork.ie, if you want to have a look at that. You've links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, if you, and what we've also done too is that, and, and the player profiles. Um, so, for example, if you click on someone, we have Matty Taylor there in front of us. What we've done is we've given what we would call his information, his age, his position, his club, and when he made his championship debut. So behind his age is actually his date of birth. So when his birthday comes along, the date of birth, his age automatically updates. What we've also done, if you go back to the homepage there, Kieran, you can see um, one thing we hope to develop next year is the Cork J TV. So you can see there um, 
we have a video with the high performance director Aidan O'Connell, Tracy Kennedy, Ted Owens, and uh, many other people too as well. So that's one thing we're hoping to do next year is uh, develop the Cartier uh, platform, Cartier TV platform. Sorry. Yeah, that's this was exclusive interviews and yeah. all this crack. And <laughs> you never know, Kieran. We might get you to yeah. do a few interviews. <laughs> we'll see, but it, it's a it's a good initiative. A lot of other counties are doing it as well. Yeah. Um, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring people closer. Uh, to the teams and what we're hoping to do is maybe have a few interviews with uh, with managers with players after the games but also people kind of behind the scenes your S&C people your Aidan O'Connell uh, who's the high performance director you maybe someone like Johnny Holland who's in charge of nutrition the analysis people the medical people and just give a, a different perspective on, the, on what goes on behind the scenes yeah, there's a good calendar up there. Yeah, and what people can do too as well is that when you're on your mobile phone, you can actually add those dates to your uh, your your mobile phone calendar, okay. be it uh, through Apple or Android, so people can be putting the dates into their calendars too as well. So yeah, we we've um, we there's still a lot of work. There's still, I suppose, is it the finished product? Probably not. Yeah. There's still a lot of work to be done over the next couple of weeks on it, but. I suppose at the start of the year, Tracy said, I spoke, sat down with county chairperson Tracy Kennedy and she said, look, she wants something done on the website. I said, grand. I said, I get it done before county convention and uh, we launched it the morning of the county convention. But there's obviously a few tweaks to be still done and information to be added to as well. But I mean, if anybody has any information or anything that, or any suggestions, they're more than welcome to email it into pro at .carkerj.ie. Um there's a few things that I want to touch on. One of them was the, and it's been biased because we sponsor it, but the, the Red FM Hurling Leagues and, and the Rochester Park Hotel yeah. Football Leagues, they were played off a lot more, In July. a lot better this year. Yeah. Well, what we did there was, um, there was a couple of initiatives that we did with it. Uh, first of all, we introduced a new point system. So what it was is that people got uh, a point for playing a game regardless if they won, drew or lost. So, if a team won a game, they got five points. If they drew a game, they got three points. And even just for turning up, they got one point. So that what that meant was that there was a lot more games played and very few games conceded. And also, too, as uh, we were very strict. We put deadlines, I think it was the first weekend of July. So those deadlines were adhered to. So I think it was uh, a great evening up in Park. You're in there, I think, during the in month of July, Kieran was uh, with a double header, the uh, Red FM... Uh, Division 1 final and the Rochester Park Division 1 football final were played above in Park Urine and I thought I I think the players were delighted with it because um, last year we actually played the final it was actually tomorrow 12 months ago we played the final on a Monday night above it was actually the first thing I had to do was my first function as um, county PRO Um, so what that meant was that um, players were during the summer, they were able to play the league finals. And it meant that what was happening before was that teams were maybe getting knocked out in September of championship and then they were having to go back playing league games. Well, no, they have a complete break of maybe two months, three months, which is good too as well. Players need a break. They need to go off for the holidays with family and maybe if any injuries get them sorted. And I'm sure that there's, um, uh, teams are getting set already for 2020. Uh, the championship structure then that's been changed for next year. We were talking to Nemo lads here yesterday. There was a few of the lads in. Um, like they're excited by it. I suppose in, in one sense it's still going to be kind of the same in April that you have the one game yeah. and you you wait off until August or, or whatever it is. Possibly July, I think Kevin has mentioned, if clubs are able to play it. But anyway, the cha- the championship format has changed. It probably needed it with the no relegation for the last few years. I know there was a reason for it, but th- that certainly didn't make it. Yeah, and great. what it is is that it's going to be more competitive because now you have um, groups of 12 mm-hmm. And that's very important. I know, I know there's one sixteen in the Intermediate Football Championship, but they're going to be cut down to, in two years' time, they'll be going back down to 12. I thought the debate on the county championship proposals were absolutely brilliant. Um, options A, B and C. Option C was the one that got the headlines. Yeah. And like we, we did three, there was three strands to it. There was the county board delegates were able to discuss it one night. Uh, we had people were able to send in information to Kevin via email and also too as well 
um, we had the Aishduct Day Balone Party yeah. Creeve where uh, people, especially players, were asked to attend and put forward their ideas. The Strategic Review Committee under the chairperson of uh, Pat Horgan sat down, collated all the information. They came back with three options, which I thought was brilliant because instead of coming back with one option and just saying, can we get a proposal in secondary for that? It was three options, go off, debate it. And we were in the sports pages for seven days debating this, especially option C, mm. which was you know, the, the controversial one. But people came back and they, they, they voted. And um, I think what this does is that it gives more clarity that every every team has three, every team has three games. Mm-hmm. And like you just have to look at this one pool in the football. It's like the group of debt. If ever there was a group of debt, uh, the West Cork, the, yeah. the four teams from West Cork. And then like, so they all know that like hopefully in the next week or two, Kevin will be able to come out with the championship fixtures once he has the championship fixtures done, then I can go off and sit down for a night and come up with the league fixtures. So hopefully maybe by New Year's Day teams will know that this is when we're playing in champ this is who this is when we're playing in championship and who we're playing in round one and this is who our our league programme is for the year. So I think it's, it's going to be abs- I'm really looking forward to 2020 there's so much things to be positive about um, Talking about clubs the, the core club success in Munster Father Neils and Nemo yeah. um, can't forget Russell Rovers and Russell Rovers of course only last week in Mallow um, sure two clubs only what a mile or two apart yeah. from each other not that far Um it's obviously fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. And um, in the hurling, you know, Father O'Neill's and Russell Rover have great success. And again, it's been a, another fantastic year for um, for Imo Kelly, winning the, the third, the three in a row, um, the first uh, division to win a hurling three in a row, and the second division to win a county three in a row after my own division, Bayara, in the 1930s. I have to get, I that, to get in. that in. I have to get that in. And... Um, so look, Imo Kelly, they're, they're going well with their obviously in terms of Father O'Neill's, and it, it was great. Like it, it was great for the Father O'Neill's club to have a couple of the likes of Dickie Dalton and others winning, John uh, Millerick winning uh, two county titles there, a couple of car players winning intermediate Premier Intermediate titles with Father O'Neill's, and then the following week winning with Imo Kelly. Uh, Nemo, of course, look, um, they're very hard to beat when they get into Munster. So I mean. They're in an all Ireland semi final now. I think they're playing Corfin, I think. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be. January yeah. Gee, they they want to. It's very early. Um, like Corfin, they're going for three in a row. All Ireland, they're going to be. A ser- it's going to be a great game, to be honest. It's going to be a really tough game for uh, for Nemo. But look, I mean, it'd be great to see a couple of the Cork teams uh, get to uh, Crow Park in, 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 in the springtime. And uh, it'd be great if we could have a few All Ireland club titles coming back to Cork next year. Um, we touched on it, not a whole pile, but we we touched on it earlier on uh, Cork under twenty footballers and and minor footballers and and the senior footballers, which didn't get off to the start they would have wanted. Everyone who knew what they were talking about and everyone who didn't know what they were talking about were all talking about the, the yeah. demise of Cork football. Yeah. But Ronan McCarthy and, and the rest of the group got everyone back on track and you know overall it was a very positive year for the senior footballers and a, a fantastic year for under twenties and minors. Yeah. Um I suppose the senior footballers turned it around in terms of they got a couple of good away results there away to uh, away to tip and away to Armand in the National yeah. League and then they were unlucky against Kerry in the Munster final they they could have I think they got it level with a couple of minutes to go and you know what we could have it was a game we could have won we beat Leash then to get into the Super 8 and you know when you look at the Super 8 I know we lost to Dublin I think it was by maybe about 12 points it was it wasn't the, the scoreline flattered Dublin Um then the Tyrone game was a game we could have won and and also too was the Common game was a game we could have won too as well but I'm sure the Super 8 experience especially a couple of games above in Crow Park would stand to Cork next year under 20s Keith Ricken fantastic um, great result against Kerry then in the Munster final then to beat Tyrone and the comeback against Dublin was just out of this world yeah. and then the minors like the minors Lazarus like they were I know it was a 16 points they lost to carry by in the Munster Championship following week up to Clare against uh, against Clare up in Ennis. Very difficult place to go. Eked out a, a win. Could have, again, like the seniors, could have won the Munster final. And then, you know, great results against um, 
against Monaghan, then against up to Crow Park against Mayo, and then again against Galway. And look, there's there's some very exciting prospects in both the under twenty panels. I'm sure gone on to the senior panel probably training at the moment, and then also you have the minors that'll be stepping up in the next year or two to the under twenties. Uh, very quickly, the Cork hurlers John Myler steps aside. Yeah, he hasn't got. He didn't get uh, an All Ireland title, but it, it was a good period under him. There was Munster titles there. Yeah. Um, and now Kieran Kingston's back in yeah. in charge. Yeah, and Kieran, look, I think John either John was absolutely yeah. brilliant with me this year. He he was unlucky in sorts, but look, he he had a, a monster title uh, last year. Kieran is in again, and obviously, look, Kieran has great experience with the lads. Um, but we have, I suppose, a clean slate in the hurlers. We have Pat Ryan coming in with the under twenties, and Don O'Cusa coming in with the minors, and we have a lot of, I suppose, fellas. In from, we'd say, the 99 to 06, mm-hmm. the likes of Sean Oak and Wayne Sherlock and Tom Kenny and all these guys and uh, Pat Ryan, um, Wayne Sherlock and others. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of Dermot O'Sullivan is there as well. Um, so, a lot of these guys from that class are, are, are coming forward and coming into the inter-county scene. So, yeah, in terms of hurling, 2020 looks very exciting. Um, before I leave you go, uh, Car to Cork, um, they're after yeah. launching new s- initiatives recently, but yeah. obviously a huge part in Cork Jane financing yeah. like Aidan O'Connell and all that. Yeah, and, and of course they, they, they're playing an important role behind the scenes and look, they've been out uh, fundraising, especially out in America and um, they're obviously after launching their membership and people can join Car to Cork for 50 euros and um, look it might be it might make for a, a nice Christmas present but I mean there's great people there Ted Owens actually he's, he's chairperson of the, the Carter Kirky he's my former school principal so I know him very well so um, yeah there's some great people involved in, in Carter Kirky and look Cork J hope to be working very closely with them in 2020 and for many years ahead yeah and look uh, before I leave you go uh, the 2020 season starts uh, this coming weekend, Cork and Kerry and Park, you're in at 7.30. Yeah. Um, and the footballers out the 29th uh, of December against Kerry down in Stack, Austin Stack Park in yeah. Tralee. So uh, straight back into it. No rest for the weekend. No, no, no rest for the weekend. No rest for me. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're going home now to Adrigal to get a, a break. You didn't mention Adrigal really other, other than once in the interview. Yeah, no, no. Well, Adrigal, we're, we're back. We're, we're still... We're, uh, We've a good year ahead of us too as on next year so hopefully uh, we'll give the county intermediate title uh, a good rattle. Yeah, well look, uh, Joy Black uh, Piero of the Cork GA County Board. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. On thanks, Kieran. Thank you. Plenty uh, more still to come here on the uh, bench. We'll hear from Larry Tompkins. We'll hear from Colm O'Sullivan uh, about uh, Hall of Fame inductees into the Cork City FC Hall of Fame. That is, it's all on the way next. The Big Red Yeah, welcome back to the Big Red Bench. Ryan, close your ears. Here's Mike Lawrence at the Emirates. Arsenal nil, Manchester City 3. The reigning champions responded to the rest of the weekend's results with a masterclass against an Arsenal team badly in need of making a decision over a new manager. It was all over by half-time, to be honest. A man-of-the-match performance from Kevin De Bruyne, scoring twice and setting up Raheem Sterling as they carved through the home side with ease. There's little in the way of Christmas cheer in this part of North London. Arsenal nil, Manchester City 3. That's a very good way to sum it up at the end there, isn't it? I just blocked it. I wasn't listening to a word there. I blocked it all out. <laughs> That was a very good uh, summary there from Mike Lawrence. Um, yeah, so uh, not too good for for Arsenal languishing mid table. We spoke about this yesterday. Um, but what is what is going to be the the saving grace for Arsenal? Oh God, who knows? That's the million dollar question, isn't it? Yeah. They seem to have a bit of a curse with their fullbacks as well. Kieran Tierney out for three months now. He dislocated his shoulder against West Ham. And the only replacement that they have for him is Sead Kalasinac, who had a mare today. Like he's kind of doesn't seem to be yeah. up for it all the time. Sometimes he's a, he's he's perfectly fine. Not all the time. He's kind of all right going forward, but he can't cross. And, and then and Hector Bellerin as well is kind of a, a kind of in and out as well. So there's trouble. Like there's like I know I'm pointing I'm pointing out that the sky is blue by pointing out that Arsenal have defensive troubles here. But I'm just saying specifically the loss of Kieran Tierney now is uh, is definitely going to be felt over the next few months. But yeah, things have to change certainly. Yeah, is the answer Ancelotti? 
maybe. Is there anyone else out there? I yeah, you see, that's it. That's the question. It's like, if if not him, then who? I mean, like, there was talks of... There was talks of Espirito Santo uh, jumping from Wolves um, to us, which, which I I think that'd be quite a good appointment, because I feel like they... They often have a similar kind of formation, Arsenal and Wolves, kind of the way they set up. They kind of have a lot of similar players, kind of, you can kind of draw comparisons between Triore and, and Pepe and, and Jimenez and Lacazette and Jota and Aubameyang. You know, there's a few kind of, they, I feel like Espirito Santo would know exactly how to work with a lot of those players. So Ancelotti, Ancelotti is a possibility, I suppose, but I just, I don't see it happening either. I actually haven't a clue. Arteta what happened to Pochettino? What happened all the talk about Pochettino? See, the thing about Pochettino is Daniel Levy, when it, when they were taken on Poch, they put it into his um, like his kind of contract that if he goes, the, you obviously get a settlement when you leave. Mm. So Poch is after getting some um, payout from from Tottenham because he was uh, released from his contract. If he joins another Premier League club before the end of the season, he has to give eighty percent of that settlement back oh. to Tottenham. So the whole thing is, if he's going to go to a Premier League club, the incentive really would be that that Premier League club would have to pay Tottenham the money. And Arsenal have come out and said that they're not going to do that, that they're not going to spend the money. Do you know? Tricky, they can keep Freddie in charge. Until the end of the season, yeah, they could. They could. <laughs> you don't sound too convinced. <laughs> they could. Yeah, that'd be good because you know we'd we'd give the championship a good run then next season. Yeah, it's one place with Leeds. <laughs> um, yeah, not too, uh, not too good for Arsenal. There. Speaking of the Premier League, uh, Seamus Coleman was speaking to Stephen Doyle after Everton's one all draw at Man United Old Trafford today. The fact that you haven't played since the end of October, were you happy enough with your performance there today? Ah, yeah, I was. Look, to, today was we had a game plan that wasn't about overlapping fullbacks or anything like that today. It was about staying tight and, and staying compact and sometimes letting them have it in front of us. And no, I, I thought, you know, considering I've, I've been out for as long as I have, I've not really trained much, to be honest, either. I trained a couple of days and uh, no, I felt like I got through the game. You know, it could have went either way with the wingers I have. Duncan Ferguson has been kind of at pains to say this week that he doesn't want the manager's job. I know it's only two games in, but what would your feelings be on him maybe getting the job on a permanent basis? Well, Fergie's coming out saying that I don't want to be putting extra pressure on on, on, on him, but I can only speak on what I've seen the last the last week. And for me, it's it's refreshing to see you know someone who's got that much that much care for the club. And honestly, he's a he's a great man. He's a you know, he's, 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 he's showed people what it means to play for this football club. He's showed people what this football club is about. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a top man. And I know whether he gets it for a week or a month or six months or a year, whatever the case may be, the players will always leave it out there for him. So, as I said, that's above my head whether he gets it or not. What was that kind of uncertainty like, though? You know, you must see kind of names getting linked and you must talk about it. Much. Is, is that difficult to deal with? Uh, not really, to be honest, because at the minute we are where we are in the league and we just need to focus on game by game and... You know the noise in the background doesn't really. We don't honestly. It's not a talking point. You know, uh, Fergie's come in. He's been great. It's been refreshing, and uh, we've went game to game. And you know, if someone told us last week, you know, that we'd pick up four points from these games, it would have been, you know, the position we were in, how we were playing, would have been maybe hard to believe. So it's been a great couple of games, and uh, Leicester's massive. From what you're saying about Duncan, there would it be the perfect gift to give Duncan to get us into a Carabao Cup semi-final on Wednesday? Yeah, and the thing about Duncan is he doesn't want it for himself. He wants it for us players, which is incredible. There's no ego. There's nothing about it. You know, uh, I, I spoke to him a couple of days ago, and he we've got obviously a team manager parking space. No chance he'll park in it. He, he understands. It's not about him. It's never been about him. And uh, as players, it's so refreshing to see. He's a he's a, he's a great man, and I can't speak highly enough of him to be honest. James, which is actually quickly as well. Off the ball, we're compiling the best Irish sporting moments of the last decade. Robbie Brady's goal against Italy is in the last four, along with Shane Long's goal, Shane Larry winning the Open, and Katie Taylor winning at the Olympic Games. Just quickly, your thoughts on just that night, Robbie Brady getting that goal against Italy? Uh, all four of them are amazing moments, by the way, as well. But obviously, I was only p- part of Well, we all feel part of it, don't we, when our sporting heroes uh, succeed? But uh, I, I was playing a part in one of the games and when, when Robbie Brady put that goal in was... You know, words can't describe how, how we felt that night. It was amazing. So, um, you know, for me, that was a great moment. Iconic as well. Up there with the great ones, it's like 
Ray Houghton's goal against England, Robbie Keane against Germany. Yeah, I think so, and just the way it happened as well. You know, Wes Hill had missed that chance beforehand. I thought that's 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 our chance gone, and um, you know, to see the run he made, he was in his own 18-yard box. He galloped up the pitch, and uh, um, Wes put in a great ball and a great header, and you know the scenes after it and you know unbelievable experience and you know my best experience of of, of uh, being in an Irish shirt and quickly if you had to pick one of the four Shane Lowry Katie Taylor Shane Long against Jeremy could no, any of those pick him? no I'm going to sit in the fence because they're <laughs> they're all they're all legends you know Shane Lowry Katie Taylor what a you know I watched her documentary what a what an inspiration to, to all girls in Ireland all males in Ireland you know unbelievable Shane Lowry came to see us in the hotel no ego what a gentleman you know we're proud we're so proud of these people yeah. and uh, obviously long in Robbie Brady but to, for, for me to pick one it's difficult so um, you know we're proud of them all yeah, Seamus Coleman speaking after their game today with Man United. Just a, a reminder of our competition uh, this evening, uh, Cork GA 2020 yearbook. It's a very good look back on this year's action um, and it has that new book smell, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it's actually filling the studio here, isn't it? Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> lovely. But uh, yeah, we have uh, three copies of that to give away. All you got to do is tell us who is the Cork Senior Hurling Manager uh, going into 2020. Uh, you can text your or WhatsApp your answer to 086 one oh six. Ryan will pick a winner or three winners, I should say, before the end of the show this evening. Now, Cork City FC inducted two former players into their Hall of Fame during the week. Colm O'Sullivan caught up with both of them. So we're here at the Cork City FC end of season awards. Conor McCarthy got the Cork City FC Player of the Year. But these two guys got the Hall of Fame inductees for 2019. They are Cork City legends, George O'Callaghan and John O'Flynn. Lads, you must be delighted with yourselves. Yeah, it's a great honour and, um, you know, I um, feel very humble getting the award. But, um, you know, it's, it's so nice for all our family and our friends to be here tonight and to, uh, to be recognised uh, in the Hall of Fame of Cork City and like a club that, that means so much to us. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just great. It's great for all of us. And, you know, I'm really proud that I'm able to say to my kids that I'm in that. So it's fantastic. Same for you, Flinny. I'm sure delighted to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, club I loved, fans I loved, players I loved, you know. This fella was unbelievable for me. Um, and, you know, that my family here tonight, my, my little daughter here as well. A special, special moment. When I got the phone call, you know, I was delighted. And um, we spoke about it up, up in front of the crowd there a way to go. I mean, you guys came back in 2002, signed for Cork City. Fans didn't really know who these young guys were coming in. You came in against Shelburne, 3-0 win, you both scored goals. And it was a real kind of great introduction to Cork City and to League of Ireland football. Well, yeah, well, I think at the time, you know, Cork City were going through a bit of a slump. And um, by hook or by crook, they brought myself and Flitty in. Nobody knew what to expect. And we just clicked from the moment we played. And I have to say, like, it's an absolute honour and a pleasure for me to play with Flinney. He was amazing footballer. Out of all my players that I played with, Cork City, your Doylers, your Shane Longs, um, your Gambles, your, your Roy O'Donovan's, in my eyes, Flinney will always be the best out of the whole lot of them. And for me, it just made my life so much easier when I played for Cork City. And um, I'm delighted that tonight the two of us can get it together because he's a special man and it's a special time for the two of us. And... Uh, it's just, it's just great, you know, and, and I just love the occasion. And uh, as I said, to have him here with me tonight is just brilliant. You guys kind of were regarded as a bit of a partnership, Flinny. You are both getting a lot of goals at the time. You both arrived at the same time. So, I mean, it's fitting that you're both inducted tonight. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was only right that, you know, so many assists that he just set me up on the play tonight to, to collect the award, you know. Um, but I like what George says. I think I was 19 when I came back and I, I got straight into first-team football. It's kind of going to be a similar situation to where Cork City are next season. You know, I was going in with not knowing much about the league, just no fear really. And we went out and we played. We played for the joy of it, we played for the fans, and, you know, we, we went on and, and, and done really well. So hopefully these young lads who can go out and play next season with no fear, who knows where they can go from here, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was a difficult time when he came into the club. It, it kind of started to turn around when you guys came in. And it was a great couple of years. Pat Dolan came in, Damon Richardson came in after. Uh, had the league win in 2005. Lots of great European nights in the likes of Malmo and all these places over the years as well. And uh, it was a great time for Cork City. Yeah, um, 
I think we've brought a buzz back to football, and it was it, it was it was the first of summer football in Ireland. So I think that was a big thing as well with the fans coming in. And when we played home games, we kind of went out to entertain, and we knew what we had to do. We were really lucky, plenty because we had. Dickie Daly and Stephen Napier there with lads that knew and lads that we've watched down through the years but when we got on the pitch it just clicked and as I said I don't think it was ever planned was it <laughs> we just it just fell into place and um, for us in our own careers I think we all helped each other and pushed each other on to achieve what we wanted to do and as I say you see lads come back from from England now and they have a year or two and then they follow the football or into the Munster Senior League but we pushed each other and we helped each other and we stuck together and uh, I think that's why we achieved what we did and we went on and we prolonged all our careers um, everyone's had like I think you know, the team that won the that night in 2005 I think about 80% of them went to England so it's saying that it shows what we had and the team spirit we had and I often shake my head when I hear about people talking about team spirits and they're all great and the change room was great but that's what we actually had and it was an amazing feeling to be in the change room and even when I look at Flinney or look at Fenny tonight or I see Joy or I see any of the lads in that team and Dennis B and your Gregor Hollands you know you did something special together you know and, and, and that's what it is We you don't have to say anything we just know we did it so that's what I think and it's what I hold close to my heart when I think about Parks yeah, I know you've been a, you both played in England you both were at a, quite a few clubs and things but I think you said it George I think you probably agree Finney Park City was the time you loved the most wasn't it yeah it was and um, listen I think especially for me you kind of have that thing because Flinney was in Peterborough I was in Portfell I got released uh, Flinney got Flinney got left go you have a point to prove so it sticks in your head that you have to go prove yourself and you have the hunger and desire to to go back there and, and improve a point to yourself and maybe when you're when we came back to Cork City we didn't really accept it as much as we should have because in our heads we wanted to prove everyone in, in England that we could do it as well you know and I suppose when your career finishes and you look back in the whole lot you realise you know it was really special times and even getting back to the night against Derry I'll never forget you were struggling with injuries and Roy O'Donovan's cross was like Beckham and Flinney's header was amazing you know and people take that for granted but when you look back in that goal it was something special you know and that was set us up and like we had to win that night and in the first 10-15 minutes you got two guys that can do that and listen Colm you look back and you can only look back in pride and you see the videos now and, and as we say we have kids now and you show your sons and your daughters and you go listen this is what we actually did and for me my whole life was to be a I wanted to be a like a celebrity or a sports star in Cork and you know what I got that for a little time and um, Flinney helped me to do that and all the boys helped me to do that and do you know what getting the Hall of Fame tonight is is, is probably caps it all off now and do you know what I can burn the white boots now and everything's done I'm passing you never know when you might need them Flinney <laughs> I was on about your celebration because we watched some of the goals top off halfway where did that come from just um, like as Georgie said Cork City had a bad pre-season that, that year and when I came back I basically asked Brian could I train with the lads and they had a, a game in passage I played that game and I knew there was talent in the squad they offered me a contract and I went to see the last pre-season game against Longford in Gary Duff I think it was and they lost about 4 or 5 nil. I was like oh god I don't know what to do so it was literally within 5 days the first game of the season I signed I trained and I was saying to my brother it's a, it's a fresh start for me let's come up with a celebration like you know so that was it like have, like Ronaldo was my the real Ronaldo the Brazilian Ronaldo was my favourite player his celebration was arms out kind of like the statue in Brazil in Rio so we just hybrided that with half in half out show the body off a bit like you know have to do that as well the tan <laughs> uh, come here lads just kind of before we finish up um present day now it, it was a great kind of four or five years for Cork City won the league won the double the cup all that kind of thing and um, then things just went totally wrong last year a very very difficult season Benny's in now he's going to put his own stamp on the team for the first time this season now um, like new players coming in and so on how do you think things are going to go? I think first of all well, I think Finney would say the same you can't help but like Finney so we all want him to be successful and we're all here to help him and then we can do for him but I really think Finney will bring back the hunger he's brought Joey back in Joey will obviously be joy and there'll be absolutely no everyone will be fit without a doubt anyway, wouldn't it? They'll be squatting. But um I really think they're gonna um, 
I think it's a fresh start and it's, he needs luck and you need luck in football and it's you're probably better off being a lucky manager than a good manager and I know Fenny is a good manager but he needs luck and, and as we said when we came back Liam Murphy signed us he didn't have a clue who we were he just brought us in and we played and it all clicked and, and Fenny probably needs a little bit of that luck and hopefully he can find it he can find some players and they come in and they do what the fans want in Cork City and see what we can do but um, for me next season it's fresh start start again obviously last season was a disaster but listen that's football that's life everyone goes through good times and bad times and I, and I, I certainly think if Fenny's given enough time he'll do what he has to do and, and bring back what we want in Cork Would you agree with that Fenny? Do you think there's hopefully good times ahead for City? Definitely yeah we just we go again we've done it before we'll do it again um, and as George says need a bit of luck need the players um, to just go out and express themselves Fenny wants to play football the right way or the right way that footballers want to play um, he has pre-season out to work and ingrained that into the lads so hopefully he can do that and hopefully they have a good start to the season because it kind of tumbleweeds from there you're a creature of habit if habit is winning early on winning pre-season games that kind of breathes into the team so you know I wish him all the best you know it's going to be a tough ask but the core fans of Cork City always stick by the club so um, let's hope he can bring, bring the good days back Fingers crossed, lads. I want to say a big well done to you. Congratulations you, on getting into the Hall of Fame. Delighted for you. I'd just like to say, uh, from the board of us as well, with Red FM, they were great to us down through the years, weren't they, with all yeah. our interviews and everything. And you as well, Cuff. You were amazing. And like, thank you for everything. And uh, I'm sure Flynn would echo that as well. And yeah, my favourite was Eric and Yuma, but I'll take She's over there as well. <laughs> <laughs> lads, thank well you. done, and thanks a million, yeah, all right? Thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Cullum is amazing. He <laughs> Isn't was he oh, he loved that now. Yeah, he's he loving it. His head won't fit in the door now Monday morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you have uh, Giorgio Callan and John O'Flynn uh, speaking to Cullum O'Sullivan, the amazing Cullum, uh, during the week at the uh, Cork City FC Awards. Um, now, sorry, I'm after losing my train of thought. Uh, Aideen Mullins was yes. in action. Yes, we got a text here, Kieran, asking would we congratulate Aideen Mullins from Ballyfahan. Yeah, congratulations, sir. I think she fights out of Cobra Maitai on uh, Tremor Road, I think. But um, congratulations to uh, Aideen today. It's yeah, that's right. You got an so Irish title today in Waterford. Uh, well, three titles, one Irish, two European. So well done to Class. Aideen. We better give her a shout out because it sounds like that she could come in and knock the lights out of the two of us Probably. fairly easily if we did. <laughs> I missed training this week, so I'm not in great shape. Ah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> Super. Um, come here. Uh, we had three Cork GA 2020 yearbooks to give away today, Ryan. That's right. I'm going to give it to Katie from Ballyvalan because she was first in. Um, she was literally, you barely finished a question and she texted in. Mm-hmm. I'll give one to. Uh, Liz Noonan from Ballinhasig as well and I'm going to give one to Liam Condon because he actually texts in off two separate numbers Okay. so like Joe if you're going to that length now he's, he's whatsapped us in twice and they're two separate numbers so um, and where, does Liam say where in the county he is he's from Clonakilty oh yeah, yeah. Just so. so there you go there you three go. good winners um are we almost out of time, Ryan? We're actually over time. Oh, we're better <laughs> go. So we're after eating into... Alan, Alan won't be too Alan happy. Alan won't be happy, yeah. That's He's well, shaking the head here. I can see him. <laughs> Not too happy, Alan. Anyway, yeah. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in to The Big Red Bench for myself, uh, Kieran, And Ryan, the podcast will be up in the next few minutes if it isn't, blame Ryan. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's it. Alan O'Donovan is up next. We'll chat to you again. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.